This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and it is a beautiful Friday uh, Mm -hmm. here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, well, Matt, one week from today, we will know who the Steelers took in the first round of the the 2023 NFL draft. And we'll be looking at who they're going to take at number 32. And, and, and I just want to point out to everybody. They're going to be on the clock. How much fun is that right. going to be? How much fun <laughs> is that? Talking about that one all day long. Right, right. Um, you know, for basically 24 hours almost. You know, I, I did a little process today in my five for Friday on Steelers.com. And I looked at the number of players drafted in the first round who went to the, who've gone to the hall of fame and the number of players drafted after that, who have gone to the hall of fame. And you know what, Matt, you're about just Steelers. I assume not just Steelers. I'm talking oh, wow. everybody. In the history of the world. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 107 players in the history of the NFL have been first round draft picks who have gone to the pro football hall of fame. Okay. Players drafted after round one, you know how many have gone to the hall of fame? I'm going to say pretty close to this. I'm going to go about 100. 107. Wow, it's pretty good. Okay. How about that? That does, And that oh. also doesn't include 22 undrafted players who have gone and, to the Hall of Fame, which also includes Donnie Schell and Jack Butler, a couple of Steelers. So there's actually more players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who were drafted after the first round or were undrafted than were drafted in the first round. Wow. And that undrafted thing's noteworthy, too, because – I mean, there were years where there were for a long time. There were you're talking yeah. 30, 30 rounds in a draft. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, thirty two this year's really the equivalent of a first rounder most years. But in the history of the league, they didn't always have thirty two teams. You know what right. I mean? So you know, it's a little bit relative. Now, obviously, the hit rate for those guys in the first round is is much better. You know, percentage sure. percentage wise, it's it's higher. But everybody always, you know, this time of year. Who they, who this, who's this team taking in the first round? Who's that team taking in the first round? I pointed out as well in my five for Friday, if you look back at like the 2013 NFL draft, mm-hmm. in the first round, the Steelers take Jarvis Jones at 17, which is the same pick that they have this year, which is why, oh, I, okay, used, right, right. That's why I used that draft in particular. Nobody questioned them taking Jarvis Jones at that time. No, no. I that's mean, where he was supposed to go. I mean, he had you know, 29 or 28 sacks in two seasons. I mean, Georgia. I would question the Raiders when they took Jamarcus Russell first overall. Right. The questions for the Steelers in that draft came in the second round when it picked 50, which is one pick after where they're they're picking this year because the Dolphins don't have the first round pick. But it picked 50. They made Le'Veon Bell. They took Le'Veon Bell instead of Eddie Lacy. Right. Everybody was killing him for that. Yeah, of course. How can you leave the best? I think Lacy. Wait, Geo was the Geo Bernard was the first back off the board that year. Yeah, but almost everyone thought it would be Lacey, and people didn't have that big a hard or that hard a time with Bernard because he was a scat back. He was a little different. But I remember the Steelers catching hell. How on earth could you take Bell instead of Lacey? Here? And then Lacey went out and won Offensive Rookie of the Year that year. Yeah, he did start. And people strong. were still killing the Steelers for taking Le'Veon Bell. Right. Two right, years right. later, if the Green Bay Packers had come to the Steelers. And offered them their 2015 first round draft pick and Eddie Lacy. 
for Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers would have said no. No question. I mean, he was first or second pick in every fantasy draft, you know, probably a stint there where he was the best running back in all of football ahead of his time in terms of catching the football for a big back, do it all guy. People forget how great he was for what, five years? I mean, something like that. In a five year stretch where he was, yeah. if he wasn't the top running back in the league, he was certainly in the top three. No question. No question. Especially the do it all capabilities. Yeah. I mean, catching the football, blocking. I mean, he did, uh, you know, we've talked about it a thousand times where he was his own third down back. He was his own short yardage back. He yeah, did it yeah. all. I mean, he was just a guy you never wanted to take off the field. I, I, I've i said this often because I was often critical of the coaching staff from afar, from my lazy boy, from the press box, whatever. Boy, you can't beat this guy up the way you do. You know, he's just getting too many touches. But I quickly came off that stance and started looking through their eyes. What situation do you not want him out there? Maybe if you're winning by 20 and you can rest him, great. But that's not really how the league works. I want him out there in third and long, or I'm out there in third and short, first and 10, goal line, you know, every important situation because he was the best guy at everything. Yeah. I mean, he could grind the clock at the end of a game for you. I right, mean, he right, just, right. just did everything really well. And, you know, within three seasons, Eddie Lacy was basically out of the league. Yeah. And I remember there were some toe issues with Lacey, but really it was weight. And I mean, he would not be a high pick today because he wasn't, he wasn't a ball catcher. You know, he was a, a pounder, a plotter, and he was good at it. I mean, I'm not, not taking anything away from him. And all in all, the Packers got enough out of their Lacey pick, but Bell was way better. Yeah. So, I mean, you just don't know. I, I, everybody likes to look at where the this guy or that pundit or whoever has has a player. I, I really think that's where the Steelers, you know, the Terrell Edmonds pick, for example. Well, so and so had him as a third round guy. That doesn't mean they were right. It doesn't. And a lot of it also, especially with quarterbacks, I was right about this guy. Well, you might not have been if you went to a different team. You know, like I like to brag. I had Mahomes and Lamar were my two top quarterbacks the years they came out, and they weren't the first ones taken. But if they would have ended up with Washington or Cleveland, they may not have hit either. You you know, I mean, I mean, there's some of that. And then I think people know by now, I have all the respect in the world for Mel and Todd and DJ and all these draft necks that do it year round. But what I find really interesting about the draft, especially like this time of year, is all of us, including myself, including you, almost all of our listeners, get all of our draft information really from like six people. And then the Schefters start getting involved. Then the real reporters start getting involved. And you start hearing these crazy things this week because with all respect to DJ and those guys, they're more scout than they are reporter. You know, they don't get real scoop from inside the buildings like Schefter does and those guys, you know, so it's, it's a weird process from where we sit. Yeah, I, I distinctly recall um, before the Steelers took Terrell Edmonds in 2018, um, there was a report out there that, that uh, and I can't remember if it was Schefter or Rappaport. It was mm-hmm. one of those two guys reported that there was, there was uh, this was the night before the draft, before the first round, that there was starting to be some first round buzz on Terrell Edmonds. Okay. And... I was. I mean, I what looked at. Brother, right? I looked at. It and I said, "There, there's no way." I, I just mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't see it. And then you started looking at his. Like, okay, he missed. Uh, you know, he played hurt his senior year. Right, right. You can excuse his senior year away. A lot of guys would not have played that year. Yeah, his athleticism is crazy. 
Um, right. You know, I mean, five. he was a sub four or five guy at that size. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I, I guess I could see that. But, you know, my tweet was already out there that I just didn't see it. Right, and right. lo and behold, the Steelers take him. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, there you go. You hear about this one, right? Yeah. So no, it's, it's, and I mean, I'm not ripping on Terrell Evans, but he probably was in a pool of about ten or fifteen dudes at that stage, late in the draft, that are weren't top twenty players probably for anyone, but they were a, a nice group in of that next group starters. Yeah, yeah, you know, right? That had traits, and then you like them, but. You know, it's not there's not always 32 first round picks in a draft. There rarely is. Yeah, and there are not this year. Definitely. Um, the Steelers, of course, uh, com- completed the trade for Allen Robinson. Here's a little interesting part of this now, Matt. As part of the deal, the Steelers reworked his contract, giving him $3.83 million in signing bonus with a base salary then of $1.16 million. Um, that of course, uh, the, the Rams are going to pay 10 million. And so if he's released, if he doesn't make it, yeah, the Steelers are only on the hook for that 3.83 million. Okay. Because See, that was I, the I signing and the other way. And maybe I'm wrong is I, I thought when the tr- trade happened, he was getting five million in base salary before this rework. He had been, yeah, before the okay. before the deal was reworked. So if he's what the holdup had been here, you know, he he had t- came in and take and taken the physical on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. It, it took the Steelers a couple of days to announce that because they were reworking his contract. They're going to give him a three a three point eight million dollar check, but that takes them on, then off the hook. That saves them one point three million dollars basically on their salary cap if he doesn't make it. If he's no good, mm-hmm. he can't play. There, that's what they owe him three point eight million. See, I take that two ways. Then was first off, what you just said, it hurts their cap less because of the reworking. But I also take it as they think ninety nine point nine percent chance he's going to make the team. You know, like right, right. You know, they're not just taking a flyer on the guy. You, you know, the uh, William Jackson type move or whatever. Or maybe that's not even a good example, but. He's making the team. I mean, they, they think he's good enough. He, he's in the plans. He's probably their third receiver. More than likely. Kind of uh, third or fourth, yeah. however you want to look at it, but certainly yeah. in the mix. Right, um, right. You know, so that makes that even more palatable. And, and for that, they moved down, what, 12 spots in the seventh round. Which means nothing. That Absolutely. Is, I mean, that's just a, a good, solid uh, pickup for basically pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's tremendous. And again, it's very little risk. I guess it's a little more, more risk now. But if, if he was making the team no matter what, then your your cap hit is so minimal and your cost is so minimal. Even if it catches 30 balls and gets hurt half the year or whatever, it's worth it. And I think yeah. he's capable of a lot more. Um, I so really we got like news, news today coming from around the league here uh, that the NFL is going to suspend Lions wide receivers Jamison Williams, Quintez Cephas, Stanley Berryhill, safety C.J. Moore, and Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony for gambling violations. Yeah, I haven't heard many more details than that. I just saw the the headlines, and Jamison Williams is the big name, of course. Yeah. Well, Williams and Berryhill both got six-game suspensions. Cephas, Hmm. Moore, and Tony were all suspended indefinitely, so they're basically going to get a year. Yeah. 
That's the the Ridley move, I guess. Yeah. And I guess what that is, is, is so Williams and Barry Hill were gambling on college football games, and they did so from the Lions facility. Ah, okay. Because I heard something about Williams' agent coming out and saying the proximity of where he did it from. Correct. Matt, he did it from the did from the the league uh, league facility, which is you can't he's, do. He's sitting there on his phone making a college bet in the out Lions. of his uh, from the Lions locker room or in the cafeteria right, 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 right. or whatever. Cephas Moore and Tony. But real quick, could Williams have done it from his apartment or his house and been fine? Apparently so, yeah. I guess, yeah, which yeah. is strange, but fair enough. That's still the rules. But Cephas, Moore, and Tony bet on NFL games. Yeah, right. I mean, they're going to get at least a year. I mean, Ridley got a whole year. I, I hear pretty- people complaining about this, Matt. And I don't know where the where the complaints come from. Well, you know, they, I, this is so hypocritical of the NFL. It's not really. It's I the same thing. So. Okay, so if I own a bar. Mm-hmm. You and I own a bar, and we tell our employees. We should do that sometime. Yeah, we should do that. But if we <laughs> tell our employees there's no drinking on the job, and then we find out that one of our employees has been drinking on the job, well, they right. broke the rules. This Even is though the same. We sell alcohol for a living. Right. This it's is the bad. same exact thing. Right. Yeah, you can't go to a marijuana dispensary and people doing bong hits left and right. <laughs> You know what I mean, I mean like, everybody knows the. I, I can tell you from for a fact, when you walk into any NFL facility, whether it be the locker room at the, at the team facility, whether it be the locker room in the stadiums, the first thing that you see on the on the wall is the anti gambling policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys I mean, should, should be aware of this, and you, as you mentioned, Stephen Ridley or Calvin Ridley had just been suspended for a year and just got. Uh, released from that from that one year suspension. So this is not new news. They know right. this rules this of the effect. Boy, I, I didn't know Alice Karras got you know suspended in nineteen sixty two or whatever it was. Like one just happened to a prominent guy a year ago, and I know very little about the stock market. I understand how it works, of course, but it's really the same thing as insider trading, isn't it? You know, like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I have buddies on the on the Bears. I'm going to bet against them because he told me our quarterbacks ankle shot or whatever you know like and that's it- what the that's what the league is trying to a it's why they have transparency with the injury reports and have done so even when they didn't uh you know when gambling wasn't something that was given the you know an okay right, yeah, yeah. Right, right um because of that they didn't want people getting getting you know paying players for inside information or mm-hmm. or trying to get inside information off of players um you absolutely if you're if it, it's the same argument Pete Rose had. Well, I wasn't gambling on the Reds. But if you get too far in debt to the gamblers, and then they come to you and say, hey, yeah, you're not going to bet on your own game, but we need you to drop this pass. Or we need you to you know, make an error in this situation. It's the, white, it's the Black Sox scandal all over again. Yeah. The World it, Series it was fixed. And I don't think it's a case of Pete Rose is really good at picking games. Well, maybe he is, but if you're not empl- if you're employed by anyone else but MLB, that's great. But if you're employed by MLB, it's basically insider trading because you know more than Joe Average Gambler, and it's not fair. You know, like it's counting cards. It's you know, I mean, it's cheating. And again, it just it it opens you up to possibilities that the league doesn't want to happen. Right, 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 right. I mean, especially like 
a real easy one was a kicker that's making a million bucks a year, which is a lot of money to me and you, and it's a wonderful living. But it's not transcendent money that these stars have, or you're a borderline roster player. Someone could easily get to you and like, hey, I need you to shank two kicks this year. You know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. I'm like, nobody would ever know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or, you know, if you're an offensive lineman, hey, just miss this block. Miss a block in yeah, a key yeah. situation. Or take a holding penalty. Just yank a guy down. Yeah, there you go. Right, right, right. Look like you get beat and drag him to the ground in third and eight in the fourth quarter, or whatever it is. You you make the call, but make it, you know, it's, we all know why you're doing it, you know? And there have been multiple instances beyond the black the black socks where this has happened. A lot of it, you know, it's happened in college basketball, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of different times, point shaving. Well, we, you know, you can go still win the game, but just don't win by seven. Yeah. Let them score, you know, two or three hoops at the end, give them some easy drives to the lane and people think you're not playing hard, but Oh, by the way, you don't cover that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still win the game. Everybody's happy, but we're much more happy because we bet the other side of that, and, and now we win. Like I mean, it's it's just it's it's one of the reasons why I think people still look so uh, still look at boxing as as kind of a Jamie. shady sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just so you don't want people calling into question the integrity of your sport. Mm-hmm. No, and if you right. if you've got players gambling on the game, this is you know there was a, a, a few years ago an NBA official. Was and an NBA referee was found to be gambling on the games. Think about the implications of that, right? And think about, I mean, to them, it's worth it. I mean, I don't know what an NBA official makes, but they're not multi bazillionaires, <laughs> you right. know, more like human being money, not athlete star money, you know. Or I keep thinking about getting to the 53rd guy on the roster or the or long snapper, long snapper could throw one over your head in a heartbeat or dribble one back in a key clutch situation, but. Even a gunner that's on the 53 or bears like number 53 on your team, he could take a terrible penalty. You know, I mean, he could absolutely allow somebody to destroy his punt return or whatever. You know, I mean, to me, that's the guys that are most likely to say, man, I'm a borderline player anyway. If I can make a big chunk on the side, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, the Lions did release Quintez Cephas and CJ Moore following yeah. the suspension. So those guys even if they get picked up by somebody else, still have to sit out that year. So Right, right, right. So they're probably not – they're not good enough to get picked up probably anyway. And plus, owners aren't happy with that. I mean, as you kind of alluded to, um, hurting the integrity of the league is basically the worst thing you can do. I mean, that's yeah. – you know, in any sport. That's a big deal, though, for the for the Lions with Jameis and Williams because, I mean, yeah. they, they're, they were counting on him. He, he, yes, it's six games, but – you know, every game matters when you're, you know, when you're every trying to matters. make the playoffs. I mean, think of his career already. What's he played like four games? I mean, they, you knew they trade up for him in the first round, knowing he's hurt, knowing he's basically in the red shirt his rookie year. And now half of this year is going to be shot. So, you know, I always bring it back to football. Like I looked at the Lions thinking they're going to draft defense, 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 and probably a tight end to replace Hawkinson. Well, I might want to. Res- might want a receiver now or might want to trade for new Hopkins or, you know, I don't know. I'd be interested in, I think that's a, it just creates a need on draft day for the Lions too. Yeah. Uh, for a team that thinks it's ready to win. Um, right. Right. Kind of a big deal. Um, hey, you can now listen to Steelers nation radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say Alexa, 
Play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this.